ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Joseph now again, one to cut in on that right foot like he always does. Laid off to Diaz. He'll take a shot, bounces back. Still Diaz! Shot! Dicks through! It's hit across! Drive with Paul Swan. That was the golden goal last night. Jamil Roberts making Marshall a champion. Welcome into the drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9:30. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Hard Seltzer made pure. And you heard it just now. Marshall defeating the third-ranked Indiana Hoosiers for the national championship. Marshall senior Jameel Roberts nabs his third straight game winner of the tournament with that golden goal in the 98th minute. Had to go to overtime. Thundering Herd dominated this match start to finish. Marshall was more aggressive. Marshall was the better team in possession. Marshall just did everything better. Marshall was considered the underdog. I think Indiana was the underdog coming into this one, the way Marshall just played and dominated. I mean, it's a beautiful sound. Here's that golden goal once again. Joseph now again, one to cut in on that right foot like he always does. Laid off to Diaz. He'll take a shot, bounces back. Still Diaz! Shot! Dicks through! It's hit across! And it's Roberts there again! Roberts does it again! Three straight games, and this one's the big one! He's given him the national championship! For the first time ever, the Thundering Herd are top of the heap! Thundering Herd winning its first national championship. Thundering Herd winning, honestly, in brilliant fashion. So Marshall now has the championship. It's on the bus. It's going to be back here in Huntington sooner than later. There's an event planned at Hoops Family Field at the Veterans Memorial Soccer Complex. That's coming up tonight. Tentatively set for 6, but that's been pushed back to more like 7.30. So a big fan gathering will be there to welcome the Herd home as Marshall will have the trophy and the victorious team coming off the bus here in the next couple of hours. So Jamil Roberts, he's the hero of the match, gets that golden goal. Had a chance to catch up with him after the match last night. We were up late talking about this victory, and I asked Jamil, put in his own words, how that play progressed and what it felt like hitting the golden goal Here's what he had to say. In my words, wow. Um, <clears throat> deja vu. Uh, yeah, Vitor in the box. Um, does something no other, no other player on the pitch can do. Um, you know, keeper makes a decent save and I'm there to tap it in. <laughs> you know, that's all I can say is deja vu. So it, luckily, I'm in the right place at the right time and that's what we train and that's, you know, I, I make, <clears throat> make that run. 20, 30 times in the game, but you know it only takes that one time for the ball to drop. And you know, as 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 coach always says, we love tappings. And uh, you know, it was just you know the 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 best way to to finish this incredible season. So you finish the season, you're a national champion. You could have started your professional career for Jamil Roberts, but instead you're a national champion now. And he was asked to reflect on that. 
For now until evermore, he will be known as a national championship. And here's his thoughts on his new state of being. I probably won't. I probably won't look back and reminisce on things for for a long time. You know, like I've got to keep this momentum going uh, once I join up with Sporting. But you know, there's there's a moment to be enjoyed right now, and I don't want to. I don't want to think too far ahead into the future, and I don't want to think about the past four years. I just want to live in this incredible moment and enjoy it with with you know, the, the the best coaching staff in the country and, and and my brothers who are my teammates and, you know, all the best fans in the nation that are on the field right now. He's got the golden goal. He's got a national championship next to his name. He's Jameel Roberts. Now, Chris Grassy, when we caught up with him last night after the match, he said in his opening statement he was proud of his team. I mean, I'm immensely, immensely proud to be a part of this team. I think those... Those guys down there, I mean, they they really, we all kind of came together this season and we just got better and better and better and we had some bumps in the road. I know there's a couple of people tonight will be uh, will be happy that they've been a national, championship, a national champion this season. But it, we, we continue to learn from each, each lesson, each setback, and it was the way it felt. It just felt amazing to be, to be around this group, to be with each other. Everything felt dialed in. We just couldn't get enough of hanging out and we couldn't get enough of watching scouts and film and, and working with the guys. And it was just one of those things where everybody was feeding off it, you know, more and more. And just being able to hang out socially for these last couple of weeks have been fantastic. Uh, you know, big congratulations to Indiana. I thought they played really, really well. They caused us, you know, problems on the counterattack, particularly in the first half. And, you know, we had to kind of deal with that. Um, and then, but we just kept doing our thing. We kept playing our style, keeping the ball, knocking it around, and, and we got more and more chances. And I just felt there was only ever going to be one winner. So I was, uh, you know, I'm glad we got it when we did. And just when it went in, I just, just felt surreal. <laughs> so I asked Coach. I kind of wanted to get his take on what was going through his mind. Describe the golden goal, what he was feeling as the play progressed. And I don't think he can say. A hundred percent, what he was feeling, but he did break it down for us. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> so uh, it was, I, you know, it, we just we kind of attacked, and it had been the I don't know the seventh or eighth attack we'd had that was quite similar where we got in and fell and looked like he was going to get the shot off, and he and he did, and then just not seeing as it came down, I thought it was going to go in the first time, and then watching Jamil sort of run in, tap it in was just. It was just one of those moments, I mean, time's kind, time kind of stopped, and I was just kind of, what do I do now? <laughs> what you do now is you celebrate being a national champion. And Jameel Roberts, we'll hear more from him later on. But Jameel, he had an opportunity to leave, but he stayed. And... He knew that this team would be good and this team could win a national championship. And he's a big part of Marshall's success. A lot of players are a big part of Marshall's success. Jamil has been there. He's seen it all. He's done it all. He's now a national champion. Coach Grassy talked about what Jamil has meant to the program. He's, he's been huge, you know, for us. And, and for me, Jamil is, you know, he, he's grown so much as a player but he's grown even more as a person and just watching watching that development you know and watching him kind of be sensible he's he's a you know he's a guy who maybe would have said the wrong thing in the first 
couple of years and he's, he's kind of really honed his um, sort of output uh, outside of soccer and he's he, he make, he's right on point and just watching the, the personal growth that he's gone through it just makes me extremely proud and look he's a very dangerous player he he interprets space he runs into space you know we have a lot of guys who are very good dribbling 1v1 and, and Jamil's skill is finding that space you know finding finding the gaps in the opposition and he, he did, he's done it in the last three games you know very well he's just that, that sort of space space interpreter in behind and he can and give teams penetration and I think he'll you know, find a, a very nice home at the professional level, and we're very, very proud for him. And, and what a way for him to go out! I mean, there's nothing left for him to achieve. You know, it's him, Pedro, Colin, uh, Kyle Winquist who left and came back. Uh, you know, from from day one. I hope we're not forgetting anybody. But you know, those guys have have all matured so much. You know, and they've grown into the program, and they've helped us grow the program. You know, you just don't know when you you kind of have an idea at the beginning of a season, and then you see how the guys are playing, and they kind of grow the idea in a different direction for you. Um, and Jamil, Pedro, Colin, you know, Kyle—they've all done that. They've all helped us grow to where we are today. That's Chris Grassy on what Jamil has meant to the program. He's also um, enjoying today because uh, Jamil named the offensive most outstanding player. So. Honors all around for everyone for the Thundering Herd. Now, there's a ceremony. There is a celebration being planned later on this evening. It was scheduled for 6 o'clock. It's looking more like 7.30 now at the stadium for the Thundering Herd when they arrive. Chris Grassy en route. We will talk to him on the other side of the break later on from Herd Vision. Jake Griffith, he's covered the team all season long. We'll get his final thoughts on this victory. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. We would be back here tomorrow talking about a national championship. I'm glad Chris Grassy was able to make that happen for us. We will continue on with the head coach, Chris Grassy, here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I want to welcome to the program now. He is on his way back to Huntington. There's a celebration plan later on this evening for the national champion, Thundering Herd, and the head coach, Chris Grassy, joins us now on the program. And, Coach, I'm sure... It's been a whirlwind for you since last night. Have you had a chance to decompress and maybe process the whole thing a little bit more? Uh, not really. You know, we've been uh, probably had about two hours sleep. Uh, everybody uh, came back to the hotel and we celebrated uh, pretty much into the morning. And then uh, we've been on the bus back since. So we're about uh, probably an hour or two from Huntington. Celebrations coming up tonight. As soon as you get here, I'm sure there will be a huge fan base there to greet you. And I'm sure a lot of people have um, have driven as fast as they possibly can to get back here. Uh, that's one thing that I'm sure you're still – you're probably not amazed from you were expecting this. The fan support last night for, for this program, you mentioned it. Who was the last person in Huntington? I hope they turned the lights out because – it, you were right a few nights ago when someone asked you about the um, about the fan support from North Carolina. You mentioned, "Hey, look, did you see the fans we had here from Huntington?" And you you basically said everybody will show up, and you were right. And I mean, what an amazing atmosphere! Yeah, I mean, uh, amazed, 
super thankful. I mean, it was the support was was phenomenal. I mean, it's part of the reason I think we were able to play so so well. You know, we were so well supported. We felt so comfortable. We felt so sort of loved. It was just a great environment. I mean, a great soccer environment, a great exhibition for the sport, and, and just a great you know poster for how great the Marshall community is. You know, the herd nation just absolutely coming out in droves. It was it was phenomenal. I'm just so proud and so thankful. Now that it's over, at least the, the part on the field, and you're coming back home, does it feel like it should? I mean, is it greater than what you expected it w- would be? Yeah, because this is a national championship. This is This is the pinnacle here. So now that you're there, does it feel like what you thought it would be, or is it greater, or is it different? What's the feeling? Honestly, I mean, my, my reflections right now, I said to the, I thanked the guys before the game because it just felt magical. The group just felt so connected. Um, and I'm Phil Jackson in his, in his book, 11 Rings, you know, references tribal leadership. Uh, and, and they represent like a level, he references a level five team. You know, a level four team being a team that can win championships, you know, we're great, you're not mentality. But the level five just takes that to a whole other level. It just feels like life is wonderful. And this whole, you know, three weeks, it's just felt better and better and better. And before the game, I just really felt in my soul, just just win or lose. It, it didn't matter. Like the guys that achieved that perfection, that sort of that rare instance when a team just completely comes together. They love each other. They support each other. They play well. Um, you know they play the they play the brand of football their own way. Um, it just all felt like it came together, and I guess that's almost better than than actually winning it and uh, just kind of haven't haven't achieved that. And of course, the win, the winning the national championship is just sort of the the icing on that cake, just the sort of proof in the pudding. And, and the way we played last night, the way we were able to perform um, under under such you know such a big game, such a pressure against such a storied program. And we were just by miles the better team, and it was just amazing to see. Chris Grassy joins me on route to Huntington. Celebration coming up later on this evening to welcome back the national champions. And you mentioned the the road you had to go through. Uh, a lot of national media called this um, Marshall being an underdog. You never came into this feeling as if you were the underdog at all. I think – this final game, you proved it once and for all. Marshall was not the underdog. It was the other teams that were the ones that were the underdogs coming in. A hundred percent. You know, I thought we were we were the favorites in every game in my mind. I thought we were, you know, disrespected by, you know, the seeding committee to, to not be seeded and, and, you know, to put us in the, in the number one bracket. You know, I think they expected us just to, to roll over and go home. And But we knew. I mean, we had, from the very first day, you know, we've had the speaker series going on. We've had some wonderful speakers um, before every game, the night before every game. And uh, we were able to have, the very first one, we had Dr. Greg Dale, who's a sports psychologist from Duke. And, and we chatted beforehand about um, the championship mentality, because once you've won a championship, it's sort of easier. And so he was able to, we were able to come up with something, and he was able to sort of lead us in a direction of like, look, this is the difference between champions and everybody else. Champions know that they don't have to go out and have a magical superhuman performance. They know they just have to go out and get their fundamentals right and do what they normally do. And I think our team has been absolutely the epitome of doing that. You know, we've just gone out and, and just played our game. Nobody's, nobody's tried to do anything super special. We've just 
we've just done our game and then we've worked really hard defensively and that's been the key to it. Uh, you know, just a, just a fantastic achievement for the guys and, you know, we were always, always the better team in the games, I believe. You have the trophy to prove it now. You you have the resume. There's no asterisks. You, you were talking about that early on before we got to last night, that the, there would not be an asterisk or a star next to this championship. I mean, Marshall earned it, defeated everybody on the schedule, the top teams, and yeah, now do you have time to enjoy this? Can you enjoy it until you're working on the next championship? Because I know – you'll enjoy this for a few days, but then you're probably going to be right back at it trying to make sure you can win a second one now. That's the goal here. Yeah, that's the goal. It was funny, uh, you know, which I think it's 10 weeks until the guys report for preseason or something something along those lines. And so it's going to be a very turnaround time. I think Georgetown got to hang on to the trophy for about 18 months and, you know, we get, it, we get it for two months or three months, you know, before we got to put it up for grabs again and, and try and win it again. But, you know, we... We will. I just. I think we get better next year. I really do. I think we improve as a team, and now we've we have that championship. You know, we're going to have that star across our badge um, to show that we've won won a national championship, and you know that's going to give us the confidence. And I feel like all of these guys come back and they've all improved and they've all learned from these experiences, and we'll be really really tough to beat. And you know, instead, uh, you know, before the game, I just kind of try to make a decision. I'm like, you know, what? I'm not going to I'm not going to touch this trophy. I'm not going to lift this lift this trophy. I'm gonna wait until I'm gonna wait till next year. I'll get the next one. Um, but then, you know, Pedro kind of was gonna drop it on me, so uh, I kind of had to grab it and 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 really enjoy the moment. And I'm really glad he he made me do that. But I think you know, our mentality will will enjoy this, you know, and we'll we'll use this, you know, to win another one. I think that's the easiest, uh, you know, the easiest thing to do once you've once you've once you've won one. That's that's the hardest, and then it's it's easier to win the next ones. So you know, we'll use this and we'll bring the majority of guys back and we'll evolve. Evolve the way we play. We'll 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 try and push the push the boundaries of of what we're doing with, with possession football, and um, you know trying trying to improve and get better, win it again. Chris Grassy joins me, head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd, winners of the College Cup, the NCAA tournament, victorious. You mentioned the star on the badge. Uh, that's more important almost than the trophy itself there, because the badge is permanent. I mean, the trophy will be nice. It'll be in the trophy case. People can go look at it. But that star doesn't go away. It's going to be there forever now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's definitely is. It definitely, you know, leaves a legacy for the program, um, you know, which is important. You know, soccer school, Marshall, you know, as we talk about, um, you know, trying to be a, a destination soccer school. And I think all those recruits, you know, throughout the years, have, you know, passed us up to go, you know, to, to so-called bigger schools or to go and, you know, live by the beach or, you know, in a big city. And we, we always just ask them, like, are you really concerned about your football? Like, is it, you know, is it your football you want to develop? Because that's where you'll get it here. And I think, you know, that, that star on the badge now and, and, and the performance of the guys and the way they did it, the way we played, I think will, you know, really, will really be a fantastic advert, uh, you know, for future recruits and future um I already know this. I've already been contacted by so many, uh, you know, people on the transfer portal and what have you. So it's it's uh, it's just just a great great achievement, and that'll leave a legacy and make it easier for us to continue to get better. Chris Grassi joins me, head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd, winners of the national championship, and I'm just kind of curious for you personally. Normally, you win a championship, you've got a group of guys. It's been a long journey. 
And then you got to say goodbye to several of those players. For you, you mentioned you're getting stronger next season. And because mostly everyone's coming back. And so your bus ride, I'm sure, is not melancholy whatsoever because you're not losing these guys. I mean, you guys are coming right back at it with almost everybody intact. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I said, I mean, obviously we lose Jamil uh, Roberts and hopefully he signs a, you know, a long pro deal and, and has a great pro career and we wish him all the best. He's been phenomenal for the program. Um, he's always going to be difficult to replace, but, you know, I think we, you know, as we lost huge players in Alal and Carlos and, and uh, Jonas and Paolo last year, you know, we replaced them and, and evolved and continue to get better. So I think, you know, the majority of the group, uh, you know, 11 of the 12 guys who played last night are all coming back. And so we will be able to take that experience and just, just get back. But and we'll also lose our Kyle Winquist, our backup goalkeeper, who's been terrific. He's off to law school at Villanova. And so we wish him, you know, we wish him absolutely the best. He's been a great guy for the program and, and one of those unsung heroes who's given it day in and day out, 100% in training every day, you know, and help make the program better. But him and Jimmy will be missed. But we move on and we, we continue to grow. And like you said, we, we're just bringing so many guys back and it just feels... It's going to feel the same. We're not going to have to teach, reteach anything. We'll be able to take what we've done and evolve it, which is the exciting part as a, as a coach right now, and we're really excited for that challenge. Does that help from the standpoint that you came into this tournament, you came into this season, you knew what you had, but still you mentioned maybe a little disrespect, chip on your shoulder. Does this team need that chip on its shoulder, or was that just added extra motivation to go out there and, and prove everyone wrong because – you had the best team out there, yeah. And again, the Indiana yeah. the Indiana match proved that you know without a, a reasonable doubt. I mean, you you outworked them, outperformed them. But you go from the hunter to the hunted now. Is is that a that's a new dynamic? It, it certainly is, and I think you know we felt that a little bit in conference play um, and playing teams this year. You know, we would scout teams in conference this year, and they would play one one way for five or six games before they played us, and then they would come to us. And it would be completely different. They would change their style. It would be a little bit more defensive. They would, you know, adapt some of the things they would do to play us. And so it was, it was difficult. You know, you were getting everybody's A game and everybody was coming in treating you like a, a top team, which was, you know, it's, it's kind of difficult to play against. And, um, you know, we expect, we expect that, you know, to be, you know, twofold next year with teams coming in, uh, coming in and, and, and trying to sort of shut up shop and, you know, really come with a, with a plan. And, and look, it'll be their A, you know, we'll get their A game. It'll be like, a massive target on our back and a massive achievement for them if they can beat us. And so we're going to have to be, we're going to have to be ready in every single game. You know, we'll have to have that championship mentality where we, you know, put teams away early and, you know, stay on top of them and don't let them breathe and, and live up to their expectations a little bit. Chris Grassi with me en route to Huntington as we speak. Celebration happening later on this evening at the field. You've got, I'm sure, a, a huge crowd waiting for you. You've got the trophy uh, when you bring that trophy out, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be electric, but you also have the distinct honor of bringing the first soccer championship, the first national championship to Conference USA. I mean, you knew coming into this a few years ago, Conference USA was a really strong brand of soccer, and you've beaten the best now and showed that, hey, uh, this league is where where it's at. Yeah, this is, Conference USA soccer, it's the best. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fantastic conference. The conference is growing. You know, we we have a couple of big schools in there from, from the SEC. 
Um, we're adding Coastal Carolina to it as an affiliate member. We're going to add another affiliate member that I'm allowed to talk about. That's going to be really, really exciting. Um, and, and our conference is going to be, you know, the best in the country. And that's that's what we want. You know, we've I've really tried as well to push to to, to get everybody on the same page. And look, Lester, let's make Conference USA, you know, absolutely the best, you know, the best conference in the country. And let's make sure those top four, five, six teams get in the NCAA tournament. And then it's our job amongst the league to to fight against each other, to be in there. But as, as a unit, as a group of coaches, we need to push the conference together because it is, I mean, it truly is a, a sort of a, a top three conference, a power conference in soccer. So, um, you know, that's a, that's great preparation for us. That's great training for us. If, if we can do well in Conference USA, it naturally lends itself to be able to do great in, uh, in the national tournament as well. Chris Grassi, my guest. Thanks for uh, taking us on this ride. Uh, I know it's not over for you. Uh, you still have some things to do when you get home here tonight. But it's been amazing. Thanks for um, being on the ride with us and, and taking us there. And uh, I can't wait here. We're, we're talking about this again, what, in a couple of months? You know, you know no rest for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get a little bit of downtime. But, I mean, I love my job. It's, it's, it's the most amazing way to spend a life, I think. I just love every minute of it. it it doesn't feel like work a lot of the time so you know it, we'll we'll get right back at it and um you know just learn from what we've done this year and 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 hopefully repeat next year well coach i'm looking forward to the first star on the uh, on the shield the, the logo the second star i can't wait to see what that looks like as well and um good luck uh, we'll talk to you soon all right thanks paul Chris Grassi on the way to Huntington. Big celebration happening later on this evening. To get that first star, that's um, that's what is the hardest. And once you get that, it makes it a lot easier to get that second one. And it's going to be a fun journey as uh, Marshall's really building a strong tradition and program in soccer. National champion. Need I say more? When we continue, we're going to have Jake Griffith on. He's from Herd Vision. He's been following this team Several years, including this season, we'll get his thoughts. I'm sure he was pulling his hair out last night uh, watching this one because we all were anxious for a while. He joins me when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. I'm Paul Swan. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Before we welcome him back onto the program, uh, let's hear that golden goal one more time. Joseph now again, one to cut in on that right foot like he always does. Laid off to Diaz. He'll take a shot, bounces back. Still Diaz! Shot! Thinks through! See, I didn't hear that last night. I had to wait to hear that because I was watching – Jake Griffith joins me on the program. I was watching the Spanish feed last night, Jake. I didn't understand half of what they were saying, but it sounded like they were having even more fun. Well, the the goal call of the, of the Spanish broadcast obviously has gone viral, and it was everything that you could want it to be and more. It, it was beautiful. It, it, uh, you know, you got to get – it was beautiful. It was beautiful. You got to give credit credit to both broadcast teams. I think both both teams did a did a really good job of of, uh, of of covering it. You know, I took six years of Spanish between high school and college, so I picked up 
a little bit, and I'm trying to self-teach myself German here in the offseason so I can sprinkle a little German in the broadcast next year. But, you know, it's that's the biggest stage in college soccer. It's anybody that, that gets an opportunity to do it and they knock it out of the park, i got to tip my cap to them. Jake Griffith joins us. He is from Herd Vision, the Thundering Herd winning the national championship. We declared it yesterday. We even booked this segment ahead of time just because we knew it would happen. Man, aren't you relieved that it happened? Because I was sitting there. I mean, we were all hyperventilating. I'm sure a lot of Herd fans' uh, heart rates went up last night. This thing was going on and on. Marshall, though, was generating so many opportunities. I think we were probably the only ones who were really on edge. I'm sure Chris Grassy and the team are like, all right, we'll get this in when we get it. You know, I, I talked a lot with, with people that were, well, some of my friends and, and other people that were watching at the various watch parties. And the one thing that they kept saying, like, wow, are, are we, we don't really understand soccer. Are we playing well? And, and you know, like you said, Paul, yesterday we, we discussed this, and, and I got on here and I said, I have the utmost confidence that Marshall is going to win the national championship tomorrow night. And sure, were there, were there a little bit of nerves? Were there some uneasiness? Of course. But that first 30 minutes, to me, was what really solidified it. Yeah, Marshall didn't put up a goal, but they dominated the possession. Exactly what I told you they needed to do. They ran Indiana ragged. They controlled the possession. The possession ended up, I believe, being 62-38 at the end of the match in favor of Marshall. Indiana had to turn and chase and run the entire night. And so really, for me, that first 30 minutes set the tone where they said, okay, through this first half hour, we're dominating in the end. Shots, corners, possession time, the only thing that hasn't come is a goal. And that's a huge testament to Roman uh, Celentano, the Big Ten keeper of the year for Indiana. Obviously one most outstanding defensive player for the College Cup. And, and you saw on display, I mean, Celentano was, he was all over the place. You want to talk about standing on your head, a tip of the cap to him. But Marshall played I think, as well as they could have coming out of the gates to start that first half. Was that their best soccer, you think? When you put it all together, you look at it, and you've seen more matches than most. Is is that their best yet, or have you seen better, or is there still better to come? I mean, it was good enough to win the national championship, but still, you know, is that the best we've seen? You know, I still think, and I, I'm sure Chris Grassy would echo this sentiment, I still think that this team has not reached its field in this incarnation. And of course, the season is over. You know, But he even said it after the semifinal. You don't have to play your best game to win the national championship. You just have to go out and execute the game plan, and you have to play well. And there is a little bit of luck that factors into it. That goal that Marshall scored, you could describe it as a, as a touch of luck. You know, Luck went in the opposite direction for Indiana. I think they had two or three shots go off the woodwork. That so you place them an inch or two to the left or right, those are in the back of the net. We might be talking about a different story. And so there are so many factors that go into winning a national championship. Predominantly, it's about the tactical, the game plan, executing it, about your roster, about adjustments that the staff can make. But like I said, there's also luck that goes into it. But as far as it being the best match Marshall played, I think, I think they still have yet to hit their ceiling. But I do think it, it's one of the best that they've played this year. And, that, and, and hats off to, to, to Jamil Roberts, Vitor Diaz, Milo Yosef. Some of those runs Vitor Diaz made in that final third were outstanding. I, I know I heard on the broadcast, 
I believe it was uh, it was Devin Kerr, the former MLS player. He was somewhat critical of of Yosef and Diaz their decision making. But personally, I loved it. Of course, I didn't play the game. I'm a hockey player, but I broadcast Marshall, and I I've seen them all year long. I thought Vitor Diaz played perhaps one of his, if not his best match of the season. And yes, he may not have scored, but he does, I believe, get the assist on the Jamil Roberts goal. I mean, some of those, the pressure he was putting on that back four for Indiana was outstanding. And the top end speed that he was displaying, I remember there was one in the second half, he just weaved right through the heart of the defense and turned on the Jets and got right into a great prime scoring opportunity right at the top of the 18. And, of course, Celentano made a fantastic save. But Vitor Diaz played extremely well. Marshall played extremely well. But I say all that to say, I, I think that they still have better matches, in, which is a scary thought considering if that is the case and they still won the national championship, my goodness, what happens if they, if they fully hit their stride, if they reach their seat? Yeah, and I talked to Coach earlier, and he's talking about, hey, yeah, we lose Jamil, but we're getting better. Really? You're getting better? Man, he was, he's, a, he's a coach that will tell you how he feels. I mean, he, he's, he's confident. He's not cocky, but he's confident. And he's talking about this team getting better and already revealing that there are a lot of players giving the Thundering Herd phone calls. Hey, look, I'm in the transfer portal. It's, it's going to be quite easy for right now for the Thundering Herd to have its uh, choice of players to try to fill a few holes and get better. They really like the Virginia Tech transfer, Alex Ajetti. He was on the roster to start the season. He was not eligible. He did play in a match with the, with the Hokies and was not able to get eligible for this spring season. They really like the player that he is, and he plays a similar position to Jamil. He will most likely, you know, barring a, some sort of crazy turn of events, he will most likely be the one that slides in there to fill that hole left by Jamil Roberts. And, and those are sizable shoes to fill. I, I am on record, and my at on Twitter is at not the real Jay Griff. If you disagree with me, you can tweet at me. But I'm of the mindset that I think with what he personally accomplished and what he's accomplished in a team setting, I think Jamil Roberts is the greatest martial athlete in the history of martial athletics. I know there's a long list of them, but you look at the teams that he's the, the teams that he's helped Marshall beat, what he's achieved as a player, both personally, professionally now, going pro, also in a team standpoint. I think Jamil Roberts is, is the greatest player to don the M right now for Marshall. So those are big shoes to fill for a guy like for a guy like Alex Vigetti. But he's fast, he's quick, he, he can work his way into that final third, and it just gives them another uh, another person. It's like a three headed monster essentially up top with that with that four three three formation that this coaching staff loves to run. They have so many options at their disposal, and so it is scary to think that you know Coach Grassy saying, hey, you know, we won the national championship this year, but we can be better. We're going to be better next year. And and me personally, I have no reason to think that he's wrong because he's been right about everything to this point. So if he's saying they're going to be better next year, then you know what? I believe him. Okay, so the Marshall Mount Rushmore, Jameel Roberts, Chad Pennington. Where else are we going here? Because this is going to start a different fight altogether. But so somebody's going off well, the Mount Rushmore. You you can only have four. It's Mount Rushmore, and Jamil's on the Mount Rushmore now. He he has to be. I mean, I I think I don't know. You know, I, I'm not one of those that, that necessarily gets into the Mount Rushmore because it's so hard. 
because there's only four spots. Right, and, you know, and, and John like, Elmore right now is on that. So you got John Elmore, Chad Pennington, right. Jamil is on that. So we're building a statue of yeah, him when I, we I, get I, that I, one of um, of Elmore built as well. You know, I, I think Jamil has to be. And honestly, you know, people always look at, you know, some of the football players that have played at Marshall. But I'll throw you a wild card here. Uh, what, what about uh, what about Christina Bainfield? You know, one of only three women to ever score 2,000 career points in a Marshall uniform. She's been on the only NCAA tournament team in Marshall women's basketball history. You know, there's a name right there for you. You know, she's got her jersey retired. So does Karen Pelfrey. You know, there's a whole litany of players across all sports that you could throw in there. Uh, you know, but I, I think Jamil undoubtedly has to go down as at least one of the top five greatest Marshall athletes of all time, just simply because – Again, not just because they won the national championship, but there's a direct correlation between Jamil Roberts being on this team and Marshall winning the last three matches. Three consecutive match winners for Jamil. He first or second all-time in, in career assists in Marshall program history. You know, that 11 shirt that we always talk soccer, there's so much history and tradition around the 10 shirt. But let me tell you what, Jamil Roberts has, has given new life and new meaning to what it means to wear number 11. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Greatest sports victory ever for the Thundering Herd. Now, we're talking about the game against Xavier in 71 is right up there with Herd fans. The 1992 1AA National Championship is right there. Um, This one's probably now, if there is a top three to debate, this is in that top three, or does it bump the other two? and take sole possession, or is this just going to be a fun debate for years to come? You know, I think it'll be a fun debate for years to come, but I, I think it is worth saying that no matter what the circumstances are, I think the victory against Xavier is probably the most important game that's ever been, uh, you know, win that's ever been notched in Marshall program history, simply because of the circumstances surrounding it. You know, you, you, and, and, and what football means to this town as a result of it. You know, you know there's been... Since that, since that game for, for Marshall football, there's been an upward trajectory in the program, the direction of the program, the, the quality of players that have come here, the championship. You know, I, I can go on and on. I think that that's probably the most important sporting event that's ever occurred in Marshall history across all sports, simply because of, you know, simply because of the circumstances. You know, there, there was a lot of hand-wringing about, you know, do we bring the football team back? Is, is it worth it? Is more, you know, are they going to be competitive? And for them to go out there – and field a team in spite of that significant tragedy, the, the greatest, you know, the, the worst tragedy in college sports, really, the, the worst tragedy in sports history, period. You know, so for them to go out there and field a team and say, you know what, we're going to do this thing. You know, by God, we're going to do it. And they did the dang thing. You know, so I think that's the most important one in terms of just the implications and the circumstances. But this is up there. I mean, this, this is, you know, and, and the thing that I think it's, it's so important to convey to Marshall fans, and they know, but really to the outside world, is that, you know, you see the ESPN and the Bleacher Reports, and they're, they're covering it, and, you know, oh, it's an upset. I heard Sage Steele say on SportsCenter today, you know, little old Marshall, an upset over a, a history tradeep Indiana, you know, or a, a history steep Indiana. You know, that's great. And, I, and no disrespect to the Indiana culture, no disrespect to the Indiana tradition. But I'm going to borrow a quote from Rick Pitino real quick. Todd Yagley was not putting on his boots and, and subbing on in the 75th minute. Tradition only gets you so far. 
And Marshall was the better team last year. Marshall was Marshall had the better roster. They outplayed Indiana. By no means was that an upset. The only reason it was an upset is because Marshall was not unseated. And to me, that's more of an indictment on the selection committee than it is on Marshall's season. Marshall is the best team in college soccer. You know, sometimes you can make the argument that the best team doesn't always win. The best team won the national championship this year. Marshall has the best coaching staff. They have the best tactical approach, the best roster, and they're doing it like we talked about yesterday, Paul, in spite of not having access to the same amount of money and sort of facilities that a team like Indiana does. And that's, you know, all respect to Indiana because they have more NCAA tournament wins than anybody in, in, in postseason history. They've got eight national championships. They, they're, they played in a uh, NCAA tournament record 21st college cup last night. But, again, tradition only takes you so far. And you see, you get a team in there like Marshall, and you can see Indiana was frustrated. They were trying, you could look on their face with, you know, why is this team in Marshall, this little team in Marshall, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not bending their brakes. You know, we're going blow for blow with each other. And you could see it was frustrating because they're Indiana. You know, when, when you get in a close match with a team like Indiana, they even said it on the broadcast, team like Akron, team like Indiana, it's just different. Except for Marshall, because Marshall is built to beat those teams. When Chris Grassy got here, he said his goal was obviously to win a national championship, but it was to build a roster that could beat a team like Charlotte or beat a team like Kentucky. They're past that now. Marshall have beaten Charlotte. They have beaten Kentucky. The prize gets bigger. That The goals get loftier. And, and the goal now is we're going to build this roster to be able to beat Georgetown and Indiana and Clemson and North Carolina. And you see, they did that. And so in order to beat those teams, you have to have the best roster in the nation. Well, Marshall checked all those boxes. Therefore, the argument is Marshall has the best roster in the nation. And that's a huge testament to Chris Grassi, Josh Vega, Petsa Ivanovich, Brian Grassi. You know, they, they, I said it yesterday. They scour the world for the best players available. They've done that, and this is destiny fulfilled. This is no fluke. Marshall didn't fall rear-end backwards into a national championship. Yeah, they earned it. They fought. They belong here, and they proved that last night. I got to leave you with the final word. I got to hit the break. When we come back, we're going to uh, say goodnight to everybody here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Okay, so we did go a little long with Jake. That's okay because it was well worth it. How many times do you win a national championship for the first time in soccer? Marshall won two Division I AA football championships in football. Marshall won a basketball championship, which is now the NAIA. And Marshall has now won its first Division I championship in men's soccer. Don't see that happen every day. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks to Chris Grassy. Thanks to Jake Griffith. Coming up later on this evening, Marshall will be arriving back in Huntington. Celebration plan at the soccer complex. Enjoy the championship, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.